We're rolling. Episode three. Three. We're not hitting our brand. I don't know what our <laughs> brand is yet, but we're definitely not. Doing I feel right. like our brand is white kids that are trying to not be so white. We speaking of white, we are I made that jaded and afraid. Episode three. We're talking about opportunity. Oh shit. I am Lane McFadden at Lane underscore McFadden on Twitter. And I made that beat on vacation. Uh this with is- garage band. <laughs> This is Brendan Vise at It's Just Vise, and I press record on this Tascam. <laughs> oh, shit. Tascam, sponsor us. Guys, we're, um, our opportunity oh, is that we get to use this Tascam for the time being. Yo. We don't know if it's going to become a staple or if we're not going to be doing this in two weeks. Yeah, that's the that's a good thing about opportunity. You know? <laughs> no one's going to leave you. Uh, real quick, shout out to Jaden Afraid at Jaded underscore Afraid on Twitter. Of course, follow us on iTunes and of course, like and review us so that we can get them views. And we're also on SoundCloud. Guys, we're all just out there trying to get those views. Is it listened? Because no one's viewing a podcast. Yeah, I mean, you're ear viewing it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to view you with my ears, girl. Oh, uh, girl, I want to view you. My, is that a, like, hey, low, is that guy. like a, lo, wait, is that like a low key way of saying you're ugly? That's, that's <laughs> low key uh, rape culture. And I'd appreciate it if you refrain from that. All right. Well, we're getting real heavy right off the bat. All right. Yo. And speaking of opportunity, don't do that. Yeah, that's not an opportunity. You're a rapist. <laughs> you you don't know what the word opportunity means because you're using it wrong. Yeah. Uh, shoot, man. How's it fucking going a week from the last time we Guys, recorded the last one? This is definitely a week after episode two, and we're so happy to be keeping with this weekly consistency. Uh, we're killing it. We're killing it with like minimal effort put in. You know, uh, uh, I used to look at scheduled things and be really afraid because I knew that every thing that was scheduled would just be another way i disappointed my dad yeah so i've always stayed away <laughs> from weekly things but now that we're three weeks in i know he would only be marginally disappointed well you know what douglas adams famously said about deadlines uh don't put me in this book please he said i love deadlines i love the whooshing noise they make when they fly past that was either that was either douglas adams or f scott fitzgerald <laughs> i cannot remember uh, two men that influenced me beyond the grave. Yeah, I would uh, quick shout out to all uh, dead humans. Yo, quick shout out to dead men. <laughs> well, and whoa, women, sure, whoa, why not? Whoa, whoa, what dead woman would if you had the opportunity? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, dude, we're so good at bringing back to these words. <laughs> you mean I am just because like I've got this word like written on the back of my hand. So every time I look down, I'm like, oh, we're off topic. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, if you had the opportunity to yeah. meet an influential or non-influential, I don't sure. care what, what they did with their lives, yeah. if you could meet uh, an influential or non-influential woman in history, who would it be? Fuck. And why? Sh- in three paragraphs or less. Fuck, that's tough. Oh, shit. I don't know, man. Uh, all right. I'm – this is – 
super lame, but I'm going to say Lenny Riefenstahl. Do you know who that is? I do not know who All that right, is. All right, so Lenny Riefenstahl was a documentary filmmaker, and she was uh, she was commissioned by the Nazi party to make like documentaries about their rallies. So basically, she like got her start, or she like became famous for making like Nazi Nazi propaganda, but she's fucking amazing filmmaker, and she like paved the way for all these like super awesome like technolo like like creative and technological advancements in like the field of filmmaking. And oh fuck, what's her movie? She has Olympia when the Nazi when the uh, Olympics were in Nazi Germany, and then she had. Ooh, uh, uh, um, wait, Google Lenny Riefenstahl. Tell me what her. She has like the famous movie that's like about all the Nuremberg. Hashtag about the, Google sponsor us. It's about the Nuremberg rallies. Um. Anyways, she's super interesting woman. Really, just this like salty old German woman, and like later on in her life, she was under fire. Obviously, there's Triumph of the Will. Yes, that's it. That's her most famous one. Shout out Triumph. Um, it's a great movie, even though it's Nazi propaganda. It's just super fucking well made, and she, she's kind of like infamous slash famous because like later in her life, a bunch of people were like, "Why'd you make Nazi propaganda? That's kind of fucked up." Because they didn't win. Spoiler. <laughs> and and well, uh, I was I haven't finished that one yet. And um, my sixth grade textbook, and, I haven't finished. That and the yet. best thing is they made a documentary about her, and the guy interviewing her is like, "So like." you do realize you made propaganda for the Nazi. And, like, the whole time, she's just, like, salty German woman who's like, eh. And, like, she just, like, won't talk about it. And I'd love to just, like, sit down with her and just have her, like, yell talk about to me about, like, fucking filmmaking because she's a genius. But, unfortunately, that what genius... What would you take away from that opportunity? I feel like I'd at least find a cool way to plant some B and C cams. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. She just, like, completely... Your angles would get a lot she better. She was, like, one of the first people to use, like, like, like fucking high angles and, like, uh, sound, sound trucks. And she just, like, I don't know. She was just, like, super innovative for how she, like, tackled documentary filmmaking. And I don't know. That that was the first one that came up. I probably could have thought of a better one, but Lenny Riefenstahl is my answer. What about you? Um, so my answer to the opportunity of meeting an influential or non-influential per- human female in the past. Uh, I would alien? <laughs> a human female. Uh, I will go with Agatha Christie. Oh, shit. I definitely know who that is uh she, that sounds so familiar she wrote a bunch of she was she was about uh she was a, a writer right around f scott fitzgerald time okay. uh you know woodrow wilson presidency world war one between world war two uh wrote a lot of weird like kind of nancy drew-esque novels and uh but a lot of them were really really weird and abstract she was kind of like the stephen king of detective work she was like if Stephen King directed a single episode of Criminal Minds, that would be an <laughs> Agatha Christie novel. Okay. Uh, Shit, and, I gotta check her out. And I've always just kind of wanted to, to wonder if, like, she had a, the same fucked up mind as I do. Like, yeah. hey, do you look at the world as depressing and distraught as I think I do? Yeah. Because I think we'd have a great conversation. Well, with that. that that's not women, but that's why I would love to 
I mean, a few of them were women, but that's why I would love to meet with any of the Lost Generation authors, like Salinger, Fitzgerald, Hemingway. Hemingway. Because, like, Hemingway. fuck, dude. Like, Hunter S. Thompson, even. He's I not quite, like but, like, he's close enough. Close I feel enough. like I would get, I would just be like, God damn, like, you get me. Like, I feel like when I read a Salinger novel, I'm like, this is the douchiest thing I've ever said, but whatever. I feel like when I read a Salinger novel, I'm like, this guy fucking gets it. Like, he gets how I think. But take that with a grain of salt, because I also think that when I listen to the front bottoms. So <laughs> right. Like, we don't have good taste. Yeah, like know I'm not like trying to like count my taste. Uh, yeah, let's fucking talk about opportunity, guys. Um, so what are some other opportunities that you wish that you could uh, experience? Hashtag throwing questions off the cuff. Um, yo, I feel like in my line of career that I'm trying to get into, opportunity is like the fucking name of the game. Because I'm trying to make it as a filmmaker in some capacity. And that's really just all about opportunity. It's about knowing the right people and being available at the right time. And uh, it's just like, it's kind of scary. But I would love to have an opportunity to uh, work on anything on Adult Swim. It would be a fucking honor of mine you well yeah you feel like adult swim comedy central they they give so much more creative opportunity because they don't have as much constrictions as nbc fox the real you know viacom front runners yeah of of you know television i mean adult swim is viacom but it's 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 cool it's kind of the same way with like it's like how when a middle child can like kind of smoke weed because, like, he's not the oldest and he's not the youngest. So he's not, like, super scrutinized. That's, like, Adult Swim to Viacom. Like, Adult Swim is, like, a <laughs> fucking Viacom's middle child with, like, well, we already got a smart one and an athletic one. So, like, he can go eat paint. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's what Adult Swim is. And, yeah, man, that's just, like, that's what I would love to be. I would love to do that. I don't know, man. I would love to have any opportunity where I'm making money fucking making some weird ass shit i would love to be making money fucking <laughs> guys lane mcfadden making money fucking period <laughs> yeah my new single making money fucking coming out <laughs> uh no dude because like obviously i'd like to just make money in the film industry period like i'll fucking edit real housewives i don't care like i'll make money but they have they have it down to a science yo though. dude reality show editors are they Fuck. tell the story they create the story out of nothing. Yeah, dude, it's crazy to me. I, I was on, uh, I probably can't name names, but I was on a set recently for a reality show, and it was like, we had three, three or four cameras, and I was there for 10 hours, and we, like, pretty much after the first two hours, the cameras were rolling constantly, which is like, if you think about that in terms of like, like is the there photo- live note taking or something? Yeah, or? no, they have like they have a person that's taking note and like they there's there's a D, DIT as it's called role and then there's also like a it's not really a script supervisor because there's not a script but there's a sup- like a that would what the term would be storyboard yeah whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> there's I'm sure there's a term for it but there was someone like taking notes and like making you know like fucking like time code notes and shit like that. But still, dude, that's, like, an astronomical amount of footage for, like, it's going to be, like, an hour show. 
and like that portion of it is like 15 minutes and we've probably got like six solid hours from four different cameras yeah and (laughs) imagine just the opportunity that technology has given us these days just you can just create those with such minimal technology and if if you do want to hit that heightened insane quality yes you do have to spend an insane amount of money Mm -hmm. but still it is nothing compared to what you used to have to pay with straight to film filming straight to higher capacity like higher volume storage Mm -hmm. even even in the 90s when the pentium 4 came out yeah not a lot of storage servers were so easy to travel with and record it's also an entire day of film it's also just like the opportunity of uh we should have a counter i think every time we say opportunity (laughs) <laughs> no, but it's also hey the, guys, leave a comment in the down. Leave a comment. Leave a comment below. in the down below. Leave a comment. I don't know where. Somewhere. Just leave one comment where it says, "How do you feel about that?" Uh, put good. Put hey, okay. Uh, uh, good no, you. I, but just like the opportunity of yeah, like like you said, like you can just like, I mean, we shot like uh, we shot a video that's repping implosion coming out soon. That's all I'm gonna say. August twenty eighth. Super. Vi- <sighs> August twenty eighth. I'm, no, I think it's 27th. No, I'm going to say uh, 28th until proven <laughs> wrong. I'm going to look it up, though. So this two-part question uh, that I have re- No, it's you. the 27th. Um, anyways, my buddy's doing a comedy show, and we just made a video for it with this exact audio recorder and, like, my fucking, like, shitty uh, DSLR. But, like, we just, like, went out and we fucking shot it. And, because like, we you can, can just do that. We can just do that. And, and like, when I get – we're going to fucking – I'm going to edit it, and then we're going to put it online. And then people are gonna see it. Like that's an opportunity. It's that gonna be bad, but like it ten years matter, ago, we like, couldn't have done that. That's the thing. Like ten years, like it's it definitely grounds me that like ten years ago, I couldn't just like in the span of a week, you can just create content from nothing and show it to a huge amount of people via Facebook and Twitter. Like fucking like his aunts and like my aunt, like anyone on our Facebook feed can just see the dumb like shit that we're gonna make and it's awesome that's a sweet that's, it's like we live in a great time you were gonna say a point though uh well <laughs> i mean like technology itself is granted us so many opportunities that come with like instant communication on mm-hmm. social media a lot of people think that social media is a way to connect with more people that you would have lost a connection with but is that the same as actually staying in touch with someone that kind of like lower level of of interaction it can't i know i mean you you still have to put in the effort i think people thought like oh i can like friend all my friends from facebook i fucked that sentence up i think people are like oh on facebook i can friend all my friends from high school and we can like chat you still have to like message them and be like how's your life going like what's going on like you i mean yeah you can like like their status and like make a comment of like oh fucking sweet quiche dude like have a great brunch but like you still have to make the effort to like be part of their life, um, but it's definitely better than nothing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely feel like. And you get the added bonus of you get to gauge your life based on others and how they're doing, and you can feel either worse or better about yourself depending on it. Dude, the, the entire science behind it is worse. No matter what you look at in other situations, as though it's worse. So that's another thing that I want to talk about opportunities with. Just because you think that an opportunity was lost, don't necessarily think that there's not another one or something that you don't see along the way. You're going to find yours. I need to... 
every door that closes is a door. But when <laughs> it opens, uh, it was circumstantial. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was it. Guys, opportunity is circumstantial and nothing is random. Nothing or everything is random. Either nothing or everything is random. I haven't figured it out. It's yet. either all of everything. Oh, all right. So if you had the opportunity to not be random, I would definitely do it. <laughs> I would just do it. Um, I Okay. So here's, here's something about opportunity. I also feel like a lot of times opportunity falls in the category of like, I feel like people have a tendency to be like, well, it just, it didn't work out for me. And what I learned in school so far and just like in life so far is like opportunity comes and goes, but you, you got to make it like, there's very few things that are like, like very few good things happen to me that I just kind of like fell into. Like a lot of it's just like, you got to go out and you got to be like, I'd say it's like 20% right place, right time and 80% getting yourself to the right place in the right time. Or what else, even if you like kind of think generally the right place and right time, getting yourself there and being like, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Please like pick me, pick me, pick me. That's opportunity. You got to make it because the universe fucking sucks and it hates you and it wants nothing good for you. Guys, we tried to make a <laughs> positive episode. We tried to, <laughs> no, we, we were like, it's jaded and afraid. We got to give some like beacon of hope. And we we're yeah. like, great opportunity. <laughs> and then we crushed and it. And then we remembered that we've <laughs> fucked up a good 80% of our lives. A good 80%. Of, no, but th- here's the thing that sounds pessimistic and it is, but it's also optimistic. Cause it's like the universe isn't going to help you, but you can help yourself. You can like, you can, you can do anyone. It's doable. It can happen. I would almost anyone who's in a position where they like feel like they've made it worked their fucking ass off to get there. I feel like very few people like were just like, oh shit, I'm like fucking where I want to be today. That's cool. Like no one woke up and was like, I'm a movie star. Like they, they worked hard for it and they did it. They went to fucking auditions and they sat in stuffy rooms for six years with like 10 other people that looked exactly like them and got rejected like 7,000 times. And then one person was like, yeah, this Bradley Cooper is a real go-getter. And now he's Bradley Cooper. Like, <laughs> so it, you just have to make it and you might not, but that's okay too. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. There were smaller God opportunities. Is dead. <laughs> I'm sure you did fine with. I mean, yeah, as far as the whole God opportunity, you got nothing coming for you. Uh, this is kind of tangential, but I I stopped uh, very recently stopped letting the the universe's timing stop me from doing things because I feel like every time something like relatively good happens in my life, the universe is like, well, everything else is gonna suck for you, so you should just not pursue that good thing. And I just stopped listening to it after a while. I was like, nah, I'm gonna keep doing it, though. So, I think that <laughs> you tired now? <laughs> well, yes, because this is definitely a week after our last episode. It's for sure n- not recorded directly after. Oh, my goodness. So, how do, back you take, mail. how do you take those opportunities where, I swear to God, I was listening. Can you go over that last part one more time? Oh, shit. Was I listening? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that the universe has bad timing. 
And a lot of people, so like I'll, I, the, what I said was super vague, so I'll give a concrete example. All right. Say you have like a new job opportunity, right? You're like, shit, this job, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to be happier. But like it's in New York, right? And you have to go uh, drive to New York and like interview for this job. And so like the day before the job interview, you're all set to go. You like fucking got your Google Maps all preloaded and shit. You're ready to go. And your car breaks down, right? That's the universe being like, I don't give a shit about you said person like i'm the fucking universe and i'm random and i hate you it doesn't matter and so a lot of people are like well i guess that means that opportunity passed me but there's a subset of people that are like go fuck you universe you can die i'm hopping a greyhound and i'm getting to new york and i'm getting that fucking job and that's kind of what i mean is like don't let the universe's shitty timing like stop you from doing what you want to do get on that fucking greyhound bus pay that $700 for the Uber. Don't do that. But you know what I mean? Like there's always, I feel like a lot of people, it's not that the opportunity isn't there. It's that they don't want to take the extra mile to go there. So where do you think that that stops? Where do you think people accept that? Like the opportunity has passed to where it actually can't be obtained anymore. I don't know because I bounce back between like, blind optimism and like crushing pessimism on a daily basis (laughs) and so i feel like you just gotta you gotta be in the right mood (laughs) i don't know yeah i mean i don't know i don't know obviously there's i mean obviously i'm not naive there's definitely some opportunities that pass you up but i think that you just keep trying i think until you in this analogy that i said until you are not at the office of said job interview like 10 minutes until the job interview stops like until you are like on the interstate and the greyhound bus breaks down and you realize you're absolutely not getting that job interview maybe then it passed you up but even then call them and see if you can schedule another one and then if the second greyhound bus breaks down yeah maybe the opportunity passed you but i'm just saying don't let yourself be so easily overcome Because from my experience, and I'm only 22, so what the fuck do I know? But from my experience, I don't know. Nothing is easy. You just have to keep working harder and harder. And then eventually, maybe you'll be happy for like a year. So how else would you describe, uh, you know, opportunities that you, you need to work hard to get to, opportunities that you don't know whether or not they've passed, or what to do when you feel like something's passed you by. I feel like that's something that really hits people. You don't know what to do when you feel like you, you've had this one shot and you blew it and you don't know what to do afterwards. I feel like it's a mix of at that point you got to reassess, right? Cause you got to be like, I don't know. Let's try to think of like, we're, we're going to stick with the job opportunity analogy. Cause I feel like it's working well for me. You either, you either are like, all right, is this something I really, really want? And you work hard to get to, towards a Knox, another opportunity, be it like another company in that field or trying really, really hard to get that third interview. Um, or you're like, well, is that what I want? Or is there, an- is there another path for me? 
should I pivot in life? Should I do something else? Because a lot of the times it's like, it's like relationships where it's like it ends and you're like, what the fuck do I do? And that's, you know, it's like, it's the fucking cliche of like when a one door closes, the other opens, which I was making fun of earlier. But it's like, it's kind of true. It's like every end of the chapter of your life, there's, you're still alive and you can still do things. So it's just like you either, you either decide that you want to pursue what you're trying to do and who cares if you failed 20 fucking times at becoming a realtor, you're going to become a realtor the next, the 21st time. Or you're like, hey, maybe real estate isn't for me. I'm going to try to be a carpenter. That was a bad example, but it's like you just, yeah, I think it's, I think opportunity is a lot about like knowing what you want because that's the other thing is like, I feel like a lot of people, opportunities come into their lives and they just don't realize because they're not primed for it. How do you get like um, into the mood? Like, how do you, how do you, I like to put on Barry White. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, how do you constantly say that like, if, if a, a, a life changing opportunity came up, you would be ready to perform? I'd put on Betty White. I have ED. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I, that's a tough question, dude. I don't think you can, I don't think I can answer that concretely. I think you just kind of have to be in that moment. Like, I also think like you just need to be okay with failure. You know, like you just need to be all right with like, well, I fucking, you know, I fucked that one up and I will learn from that lesson. Well, yeah, that's, that, that kind of tied into, uh, um, I can't believe it's been a whole week. It's been one, last week. It's been one whole week. Last we week, guys, we talked about frustrations, <laughs> and that's something that people need to let go of because yeah. it only brings in better opportunities. Once yeah. you say what is past has passed, mm-hmm. and the best way to influence your current situation, the best way to get better is to seek out that next opportunity and go for it. Yeah, and I think it's just like it's. It's just kind of getting over that fear of being uncomfortable. And it's like, I think a great example is I, this is like a small thing, but I um, am leaving my current job because once weeks ago, weeks ago, one week ago, even. I guess it would be, <laughs> I guess it would be the week this comes out. Yeah. It would be this week. No, it would be the week after this comes out. Oh no. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but, and it's because, um, once the next semester starts, I got, uh, a couple, I got two jobs in my field, in the field of filmmaking or at least, you know, filmmaking adjacent. Hashtag Lane's name dropping. Career dropping. I didn't name drop once. <laughs> uh, situation dropping. Um, and so that was those were two opportunities that I took, and now I realize you know I can't. My shitty service industry job, I'm comfortable with it, but I can't keep it. I have to go forth and do these jobs, which will be opportunities for me because you know they're something I can put on my resume. They're going to create a body of work that I can show future employers. But it's also kind of terrifying because the stakes for failure are so much higher because like at Starbucks, if I like the worst thing I can do there is like fuck up someone's drink and then 
someone's mad at me about a latte which get over that guys right you've no got one, a better opportunity for coffee no one just go to go to dunkin donuts um <laughs> but now i'm now i'm in these jobs where it's like i'm gonna have a responsibility to like create content on a schedule and it's not a matter of oh well you didn't like clean the espresso popper it's uh, a matter of like this needs to get done or you're in deep shit and that's scary like that's that's a scary thing <sighs> bless your heart wow <laughs> who are you to give me the opportunity of your blessing <laughs> that's a no that's a scary thing right like it's i i mean you you you've switched jobs a few times it's it's scary um, I had this weird kind of connotation that I was instilled in me with my family because uh, I can sentences correctly. Um, you did it. But something that I always noticed because I'm the youngest of three boys, like everything. Name drop. Every, every way that an individual can fuck up, they mm-hmm. will witness by the time they're seven years old watching their older brothers fuck up in this way. Sure. You, you, you don't understand like the impact of being a younger brother until you understand what like really dropping the ball on like way too stressed out of parents is. Um, but not even being like affected by it, Be- like being, you know, you're the target of it now because you're the tiniest. Come mm-hmm. on. That's what happens. Right. But uh, it, it, ooh, ooh, you learn from it. It's an opportunity you're getting to learn, to learn. So how does that translate? Um, like, have you, I guess, getting back to my point, have you ever been in a position where you're like, I am going to forego the comfortability of the state I'm in now to do something that I know is going to be better for me, but it's scary because well, there's I, more yeah, risk I, of failure. I just did it. Right. I just did it. So for the third fucking time, no less. So I'm back in uh, Name Drop City Drop Rochester. Oh, shit, dude. We got art museums. We got streets up in this bitch. We got a tiny Wegmans. There's a tiny Wegmans we in, got the, a, in the Play Museum. We got multiple Wegmans. It's a tiny Wegmans for children. Dude, this, this town's got everything. It's got streets. It's got buildings. It's got everything. coffee. So um, <laughs> uh, one thing that you know I, I realized in my the situation that I had previously the only answer to truly evolve as a human being was to get the fuck out. And yeah. that's that's what it comes down to. When you really realize that what you're in is complete toxicity and the only option, the only thing that's going to get you out is like straight up crazy, you know, aggressive, toxic behavior, mm-hmm. then the best thing you can do for yourself is to uproot and go somewhere else and really – find what your personality is and like what life it is that you're trying to lead Mm -hmm. because that life is going to be way too toxic for you to ever find any you know idea of a lie of happiness so one thing that my parents one one thing that my mom was really aggravated at me for was that like i didn't have a job when i was leaving Mm -hmm. i knew that within two or so weeks i had saved saved up enough money at my current job to quit, put in my last, my, my, my last notice. And from then on, I started looking for like a structured career here. So just know that like, as long as you know, when to really put the work in, Mm -hmm. when you say, okay, I'm quitting now 
And between now and a week, a week and a half, I'm going to have a job. I don't yeah. give a shit what it is. It's going to be a job that's going to give me some structural income for the time being. If you know when to put the work in and to really go above and beyond, that's when you're going to find the, the opportunities that are going to change your life. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, it's like it, it, in the grand scheme of things, you know, you're not moving across the country, but like your chance for, you know, avenues and careers in Rochester versus like Placid is just exponential. And it was getting back to what I was saying earlier. You got to take that leap, you know, like you could have stayed in Lake Placid and fucking worked at, you know, a Mexican restaurant and fucking died at 40. Like you could have been that person. And we know a ton of people in our, in our uh, hometown that are those people that are never going to leave. They're, they're going to let every opportunity pass them by. They're not going to try to go out into the big bad world. I mean, that's, that's fine. And every, every town, every place has that. That's fine for them, but it's not, it isn't. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's bullshit. It's completely bullshit. Guys, we tried to make a positive podcast. This is, this is positive overall. I'm sure, but it's bullshit to not get out of your hometown unless you find something fulfilling in your hometown. But I'm sorry. I personally feel like bartending at 26 and doing Coke every weekend is not fulfilling. That's not hashtag shout out everyone. I left behind (laughs) and will never speak to it. That's what I'm saying though. Like it's not, it's, it's the reason those people are in those fields. And I know I'm being a judgmental asshole. I get it. They have a life, and if they're happy with it, God bless them. But they're happier than you'll ever be. But that's yeah. Don't don't, reason, don't get mad at Lane because he'll never be as happy as them. So d- d- don't. There's no reason. Yeah, but that's mad. just depression. That's it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm still gonna do more with my life. The thing is, is that the reason that those people are there because they're not idiots. There's there's a lot of smart kids that are never gonna leave their hometown, and they're never gonna be more than a fry cook, as the expression goes. Because they don't want to put in that effort. They don't want, they're scared to seek out anything outside of the small pond. And to me, I feel like that's, it's a wasted life, right? Like you got to try to at least push your, even if you stay in your hometown, be a fucking manager, like, right? Like try at least like run the hotel you work at, like try to at least get to that next level. Like, for me, I feel like life is all about trying to advance. And if you're just kind of like, if you're just kind of like, you know, treading water and you're just letting days pass you by, you might be happy in the moment, but like, what are you actually doing? Like, what are you actually accomplishing? Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. This, this is rough because at the same time, it's, 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 it's something like people are, people are born into opportunity. And yeah. people are born into, into a – when you are born into a small town, you know, you graduate with, with 60 fucking people in your mm-hmm. class. You are born into this small structure that you can easily find a hole in. You can yeah. easily find a place in well, if you keep your mouth shut and you just work when you need to. And there's also a safety net. You also have this it's, – it's like these, these kids that, you know, like you can get fired from three restaurant jobs and still have – 
seven restaurant jobs waiting for you. Mm. That's not something that happens. In well, the- yeah, Lake Placid is its own oasis. But it's not just economic. it's not just Lake Placid. It's small towns in general. Like if you grow up in a small town, you know you have your parents there most likely. You have all these employers that like grew you grew up with and you know. And it's not like you know it's not like a city that you move to, like in our case Rochester, where it's like. You know, if I get fired from three waiting jobs and I apply for a fourth, they're going to be like, why the fuck did you get fired from three waiting jobs? We're not going to hire you. It's a different ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And it kind of breeds this complacency and laziness. And I think it's just it's just kind of sad because there's I I especially just kind of get sad when I see people with wasted potential. And I know that's like me. That's definitely my jaded uh viewpoint of it but i feel like if you have potential to write to rise yourself higher it's a shame when you don't do that it's a shame when you plateau i want to be fucking famous i want to (laughs) be to quote dvg our inspiration guys darren von garner i want houses on mountains Right? Like, I want a fucking, I want a mansion with all glass fucking walls. That's what I want. Like, I want that shit. And I feel like everyone should want their version of a glass mansion on, in the hills of LA. Like, it doesn't have to be that, but you should want something more than you have. And you should try your right, best to get Lane, it. Right. Because, Lane, you clearly live uh, just <laughs> nearly one step down. From the metaphorical uh, <laughs> uh, clear glass mansion on the, on the I, side I, I live, but no, you you are I live right. Like hundred steps down. One but. one aspect of actual self fulfillment actually comes from the motivation, the desire, the the drive mm-hmm. to seek out um, whatever opportunity. Oh shit! That uh, you've been avoiding, or that mm-hmm. you haven't, you wouldn't have had access to yeah. previously. Really, but it's hard because not. There are, are people that don't actually seek out that, you know, that um, place in the entertainment industry right. or in the business sector like that. They just want to hit. They just want to hit their fucking medium grade in yeah. in in the workshop. Yeah, and that's fine. And again, like, yeah, I'm super skewed from a viewpoint because I I'm entering an industry where it's like you're on top or not anything, and I I have you know very unrealistic goals um but i still maintain that like even if you just want a white picket fence and like a wife and kids like strive to be strive to own your own business rather than be middle management you know what i mean like even if you just want simple pleasures in life you you still should want to strive for what whatever your cap is I feel like a lot of people are okay with not hitting that. Always cap. look for, always look for where to improve. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like small you can live, things. You can live in your hometown, but like own a house in your hometown. Don't rent from the slumlord. Like it's just simple things like that where it's like, it, I feel it's gonna like, take time. And it's right. gonna be hard, but just take and that's those what opportunities it is. And that's what come. it is. Opportunities is it breaks down to, it's gonna be hard, and you have to work for it. It's not some magical, like, fucking, you know, it's not some magical, like, carpet that just, like, flies in and gives you shit. And it's not a guarantee. And it's not a guarantee. you got to work for it. And you can work for fucking, you know, fucking 80 hours a week 
for three years and you can get nothing, but you have to keep going. Otherwise, that's it. That's it, guys. And you know what? Are we done? That's going to be it. (laughs) So uplifting. The podcast. Guys, we tried to make a positive podcast. I feel like I was at least 30% positive. I mean, all right. Please just take away from this. We're Lane and Vise, we're both pieces of shit. Yeah. We we are 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 very scummy people. But what we say comes from, you know, a a general like wealth of of a desired knowledge. Our Mm -hmm. conversations are about trying to learn from situations that we don't quite understand Mm -hmm. or ones that we want to get multiple aspects of feedback of. So please tell us what are what are opportunities that you think that you're striving for? What opportunities do you think you might have passed? What opportunities are you look for looking forward to? Uh, down in the comments below. Absolutely. And uh, above that, let us know any questions you have. We'll try to answer them. If you want to uh, send us some uh, some questions on Twitter at jaded underscore afraid or jadedandafraid at gmail.com. Uh, you can totally shoot us some emails. And also, uh, we're, we're kind of doing like a loose theme for each show. So if you have a theme that you want us to talk about, some 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 kind of uh, something you've been thinking about, shoot us those too. And we'll uh, try to make some episodes about what you guys want Please, us to talk we'd about. Love to, we'd love to start reading some emails, any stories you want to share with us that you yeah. want us to uh, uh, kind of do a deep dive into or a general topic discussion. You know, you can stay anonymous. You can tell us if you want to want us to share your page or anything, but we are ready to hear your story. Yeah. We would love some audience and participation once we get an audience. <laughs> and thank uh, you, Frank for listening. <laughs> Thanks dad. And that's going to be it for us, man. This is a Jaden afraid episode three. Uh, we're coming at you every Friday, right? We can say that now. We've had great opportunities. Yes. Every Friday. Thank you. Thank me.